Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, today is one of the days that gets me really excited to be in the sports business. We have a lot of very interesting news. And this is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, December 17th. Good morning. I'm Abe Matcorp. Hope everybody is doing well. Let's get right to it because we have a lot this morning. First, big news in the television world. Fox Sports has named Tom Rinaldi as an on-air reporter. He will work on some of the network's biggest sports properties like the NFL, Major League Baseball, and college sports. A formal announcement is expected to be made today. Now, of course, Rinaldi comes from ESPN, where Rinaldi is a very popular figure in the halls of Bristol. So this is a move that I'm hearing really surprised insiders at ESPN. He is very well liked there. He has worked at ESPN since 2002 and, of course, has won several national awards for his feature stories. He's one of the best in the business. This is a real coup by Fox Sports CEO Eric Shanks to lure Tom Rinaldi from ESPN to Fox Sports. Formal announcement being made today. Now let's go over to the world of lacrosse, a sport we don't touch on much on the Buzzcast, but boy, big news broke yesterday. The Premier Lacrosse League and Major League Lacrosse will merge and formally exist as the Premier Lacrosse League. So Paul Rabel and his brother Mike Rabel getting a big, big win here in terms of looking to unify the sport of lacrosse. Now here's some details from the merger. Boston's professional team is the only MLL team in the merger. So the Cannons will be rebranded as the Cannons Lacrosse Club. They will become the PLL's eighth team, okay? The Premier Lacrosse League will retain the rights to the other five MLL teams for future expansion purposes, but the Major League Lacrosse brand is no more. Now, remember, last year... MLL owned and operated all six of its franchises, and could some of those reappear down the road? Potentially. Paul Rabel has said that he wants to continue to grow the PLL, growing it anywhere from 20 to 32 teams, but there's a lot of intrigue and backstory here. Paul Rabel played in the MLL from 2008 to 2018, a 10-time All-Star, two-time MVP. Then Paul and his brother go out and establish the Premier Lacrosse League as a direct competitor to MLL. And the PLL had some great wins. Got a big deal with NBC Sports for broadcast exposure. They got big backing from the Chernin Group, the Rain Group. They're supported by CAA and also Joe Zai, of course, who owns the Brooklyn Nets. So their funding is well-established and well-sourced. And for Major League Lacrosse, I just don't think they saw a path to really compete with the PLL, and that has led to this merger. Many would consider this merger inevitable because the market could not support two outdoor pro leagues playing simultaneously during the summer months. So that competition, no more. Paul and Mike Rabel, PLL grows by incorporating Major League Lacrosse, and now they have a runway to have the entire summer under one brand. So it'll be very interesting and very noteworthy to see how they continue to develop the PLL, but a big win for Paul and Mike Rabel. 
Now let's shift to the world of hockey because I love to see this. When a 40 under 40 alum continues their growth trajectory, well, the Chicago Blackhawks yesterday named Jamie Faulkner president of business operations and an alternative governor. She becomes one of the highest ranking women in the NHL. She will officially be introduced today. Now, Jamie Faulkner will report directly to the new CEO, Danny Wirtz, who, of course, is the son of owner Rocky Wirtz. And this position has been open since the team parted ways with John McDonough in late April. So I've known Jamie Faulkner for years. She was named to our Game Changers in 2015, as well as 40 Under 40 in 2016. She served for the last seven years as CEO of the Chicago-based analytics company E15, which of course is part of the Levy Restaurant Group, where she worked with a number of teams and organizations on their data and analytics strategy. So she comes from a purely data and analytical background. This is a very, very noteworthy hire by the Blackhawks. Also makes the Faulkners one of the more power couples in the sports business. Jamie Faulkner's husband, Colin Faulkner, of the Chicago Cubs. So congratulations to former 40 Under 40 and game changer Jamie Faulkner being introduced today as president of business operations at the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's move over to the NFL because we talked in the Buzzcast all week about their virtual meeting set for Wednesday. Well, yesterday they laid the groundwork for expanding the season to 17 games next fall. Now, there's no final decision. But our Ben Fisher reported that a unanimous vote yesterday settled how the extra game would be scheduled. It will be a fifth interconference matchup that will be dictated by the prior year standings and rotate by division, which is custom with the NFL schedule. So the bottom line is the NFL does intend to make this extra game happen next year. They want to. It's permitted under the new collective bargaining agreement. But they decided to give themselves some more time to make a final decision. They do have a little bit more time. They're looking at their media rights deal. They want to see how that progresses. They're looking at the pace of the vaccine distribution. And they just have to see the general state of the pandemic before they decide formally to move forward. It is possible that they don't move forward, although it is unlikely. Meanwhile, the NFL is reportedly working on a very good move, a plan to invite vaccinated healthcare workers to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, where they will be celebrated and thanked as part of the game. That would be a great move by the league. Let's shift to the NBA, because if you listen to one podcast today, listen to Steve Coonan's conversation with our Andrew Levin in our Unpacks feature last night. Of course, Coonan is CEO of the Atlanta Hawks and State Farm Arena, one of my favorites for his forward thinking. And he noted that the Hawks will do something a bit different in their arena this year. They will have a 130-foot-long, 5-foot-wide digital sign that will sit right behind the player benches. And Coonan said with the Hawks beginning the season without fans, he wants to turn the arena into a television studio, and he noted the added layer of the ribbon board will allow premier advertising for sponsors because it will be incorporated and integrated into the gameplay rather than just a casual viewing experience. So this is something you're going to want to keep your eye on during Hawks broadcast, and it fits into the NBA opening up as much advertising inventory as possible for its teams and sponsors, but that is something you'll want to keep an eye on. I know I want to see how that board renders behind the team's player benches. So a good interview with Steve Coonan, again, one of the best in the business. This broke yesterday, and it's going to be a very, very big story in college sports. The Supreme Court will hear a landmark antitrust case 
known as the Alston case against the NCAA that really could change the entire business model of intercollegiate athletics. So the Supreme Court said Wednesday it will hear appeals, which were filed by the NCAA and one of its member conferences, over a May decision that found that that group limited player compensation and violated antitrust laws. So the NCAA, of course, is very pleased that the court is hearing this case, but there is uncertainty. You never know how the court will rule. The court could rule even more favorably for the players, and that could certainly cause massive increases in the benefits that schools are permitted to offer college athletes. It will just lead to a lot of uncertainty about the future of college sports, not knowing, of course, how the Supreme Court will rule. The court will hear arguments in the case this spring, likely in March or April. So they'll hear the case in March or April, and the justices will issue a decision before the current term ends in June. So that's what you want to keep your eye on in terms of the timing. And finally, we've talked about this on the Buzzcast. It did get confirmed overnight. Tennis Australia confirmed the Australian Open will begin February 8th, That is two weeks later than usual. Now come details of crowd sizes and ticket sales to the event. So we will keep you updated on that. But the Australian Open now confirmed to start February 8th. Let's see how many players confirmed to play that Grand Slam event. So today, I love days like this. A lot going on in the business of sports. Just a fascinating morning. So that is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, December 17th. I'm Abe Madcore. Have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.